We are so happy you are here tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. In this podcast, we dive deeper into chapel topics while having real conversations. Enjoy this week's recap. Hello, my name is Sean Toms, and I'm the Director of Campus Ministries at Kentucky Wesleyan College. Welcome to the Post Chapel podcast, and uh, in year two, uh, we are excited about the opportunity to be able to bring you a a podcast that will hopefully uh, be a benefit to you, be a blessing to you in some way. Uh, We started this last year for the first time. Uh, It was an idea that came from our student leadership, uh, that what if we were able to create a a podcast uh, that would allow students, faculty, staff, others uh, within our community and beyond to have an opportunity to hear uh, what we talked about in chapel on a deeper level, a more conversational level. Uh, Our weekly chapel service at Kentucky Wesleyan College happens uh, on Wednesdays at 12-12, and uh, it's a short service because it happens during our students' lunch hour, and so it's a very tight service and uh, we do uh, we do a lot in a very short period of time and many times the message uh, from either a student or a ministry leader in our community uh, or myself or or a guest speaker uh, is that that time is very short so uh, the the depth and the ability to really dig in is is limited in that time so we thought that a podcast a post chapel podcast uh, would be an opportunity for us to to go deeper and really have some of those discussions and touch on some things um, that uh, you don't get to during that chapel time so uh, we're excited for the first one of the year Uh, i'm doing the hosting this year um, so it'll be a lot worse than it was last year. and uh, But we are excited about the new partnership uh, with our campus radio station. We're very thankful for the, the opportunity and the blessing to be able to partner uh, with our radio station and, and the leadership there and the student leaders. And uh, so we're just we're very thankful uh, for this this new academic year and this new season of Post Chapel podcast. So that's a uh, that's about all the introduction I'm going to do. Uh, we have a great group here for you this morning, and uh, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. And then we'll get into talking about um, chapel yesterday. So uh, we're you can't see this, but I'm kind of going to go left to right here and uh, and start with uh, with Natalie. And Natalie, would you introduce yourself and tell us your name, where you're from, and uh, and your year here at Wesleyan? Well, of course, um, I'm Natalie Mills. I'm from Ohio County, Kentucky, which is just across the uh, county line, and I am a first year. Awesome. And Olivia? Hi, I am Olivia Clements. Um, I'm a senior at Westland, um, and I'm originally from Owensboro, right in the area. Awesome. And Hunter? Hi, I'm Hunter Matthews. I am from Lexington, Kentucky. I am a junior here at KWC. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, just just for fun, uh, in, in order, Natalie, Olivia, and Hunter, uh, Share a little fun fact about yourself, something that you either love to do or something kind of weird and funny that might make someone actually laugh. And you are looking at me bug-eyed like I can't, you didn't tell us we were going to do that. So, Natalie, go ahead and start. Um, well, 
I don't really know. I guess uh, one of my favorite things to do is pick on you, Sean. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, I, I don't like that because fun fact about Natalie is she could probably take me out in just a second. And why is that, Natalie? I am a second-degree black belt, yes, but I promise I'm pretty nice. Yeah, we're, we're praying for that fruit of the Spirit and self-control when Natalie gets upset. So, because uh, I don't want to be broken like a board. So, uh, fun <laughs> fact about Olivia, what? talk to us. Uh, well, I'm fairly uninteresting, so I guess that's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess one of the things would be, you know, I have a pet lizard. Mm. I think that's decently interesting. Yeah, Natalie thinks so. I saw her face. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's about all I got for you. Okay, that's okay. Hunter? Um, Something interesting about me is that I have a twin brother. We don't look anything alike. And (laughs) that I love watching Disney movies, especially Disney Plus. It's the best thing out there. So, yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. What's your favorite Disney movie? Either Marvel, Star Wars, or Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Mm. Nellie just whispered into the mic like, like people couldn't hear Okay, so uh, so welcome again to the Post Chapel podcast. Yesterday was our first chapel of the year, and um, one of the things that uh, was probably important for our listeners to know uh, throughout the podcast this year, we will have special services depending on you know what's going on on campus and different things that we focus on during the month, but. Uh, one of the themes that we have for this semester uh, comes out of our student intern group that meets before the year starts, and, and we're prayerful in discussion about what it is that we feel like is on our hearts and what uh, would be appropriate as chapel topics during the course of the year. And so last year was we, we defined a lot of things. Uh, so we had different uh, topics that uh, students came up with, uh, different words, and we defined those within the terms of what is truth uh, found in Scripture regarding those things. And this year, uh, the theme is kind of how to. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, that we find in Scripture that teaches us about who we should be and how we should be. Um, but many times we, we run into people that say, I struggle with this if I knew if I just knew how to do that. And so we're hoping to um, we're hoping to be a, a great resource uh, for not only our students but anyone um, regarding the chapel topics this year on how to. And uh, we've been given Scripture gives us the unbelievable example and guide to how to. Um, Jesus came to give us an example of of how to live. Um, and there's a way about that. And that's what we kind of kicked off the semester uh, of these chapel topics uh, yesterday with about talking about um, how Jesus did everything. And so I kind of want to just jump in there and uh, based on what we what we talked about in chapel yesterday, um, Natalie, I know you were you were there uh, when we started chapel. So was there anything in the just with the topic um, or anything that stuck out to you in, in chapel yesterday? Um, well, I did have a duck out early because of, of classes, but right. towards the beginning, you were talking about how um, kind of like groups that you could go into and how you can get involved in campus ministries. 
and that um, you made a big emphasis on telling people like it doesn't matter where you came from it doesn't matter you know what color or like religion or anything like that you are but like how Jesus welcomes everybody and I think a lot of people um, don't realize that because they might know but at the same time, I don't think people put enough emphasis on, hey, everybody's welcome. And they're like, well, I'm such a screw up or, hey, you know, this reason or that reason. And then they just don't come around. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And I appreciate you sharing that. Any any thoughts, uh, Hunter or Olivia, jumping off of, of what she said? I like how she was talking about the different groups. Um, that is how I started getting involved here at Campus Ministries, and it, it's been a blessing. Um, the first year, I was kind of in and out of chapel. I thought I was too busy, which <laughs> I got busier as I got older um, and more classes and stuff. So I just like how she brought in, like, G groups, for example. Um, there's a G group for everybody. Um, I joined a friend of mine's G group and it's been the best thing ever. They're some of my best friends now. So we keep each other accountable and that's the most important thing is uh, being in community with people, especially on the, the Christian level. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the world's getting crazier and crazier and you need friends that will have the same morals that you do. Right, right. Olivia? Um, I mean, like you said, with the G groups and stuff, uh, there's a little verse in the Bible where it's like iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So when you're around like-minded people who are seeking out the same thing, it's going to make you better as an individual. Um, so really just being able to participate in G groups or have that sort of community with like-minded Christians, that's really, um, that's really important in like, I don't know, growing your faith. Absolutely. And I, and I appreciate you using the words growing your faith because that's really with, with our campus ministries, it's a unique situation. Campus ministries is not a church. Um, and we're, we're also not, you know, just a student organization or group that meets, uh, it's a ministry. It's a ministry on campus. Um, and we try to, um, we try not to tell people what they should believe because that's I don't believe that that's our, our role. Um, but it gives us an opportunity to be able to love people and to serve people and build relationships with them. Um, and hopefully in relating to them, we can then allow them the space and the place and the, and the support to grow their faith from wherever they are to whatever that next step is. One of the other core values that uh, we kind of kicked off um with yesterday in chapel was uh, rooted in first john 2 6 you know uh, depending on what verse and translation uh, you read that verse in it, it basically says that if you claim to be in christ you should walk like jesus walked or if you claim to be a believer you claim to be a christian then then you should live like jesus lived and so that that's where we kind of kick that off and uh, there's that verse implies that we we kind of have a choice in the way that we live our lives. 
we have a choice in whether we believe or not. And so the way we live our lives, it matters to God, it matters to other people, and it matters to the way to the lifestyle that we have. And so um, we talked about the the battle that's kind of going on, and that's the the world and the world's culture and standards and expectations and all the noise that comes from what the world says that you should or should not do, what you should or should not believe, and how you should live your life uh, versus the truth that that's found uh, in Jesus, in the Holy Scriptures, uh, in Christianity. And uh, we're a faith-based institution, um, and so uh, rooted in Christianity. And so we we began talking about you know the need for truth, and then we rolled into John fourteen six, uh, when Jesus uh, shares one of the most profound truths there is when he said, "I am the way." the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me so based on based on how we kind of kicked that off uh jesus didn't say that he was just one of the ways to live life he said he is the way uh just your all's thoughts about about that and how that applies to your life and uh go olivia you can start okay um, so I actually have a few notes on my phone that I took while you were doing chapel. No, yeah. you didn't take yes. notes. Okay. Okay. I didn't. You're right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> um, makes me happy. But you know, like you said, uh, with John 14, six, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Um, I mean, that's kind of showing Jesus gave the perfect example of us, like how to live. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was non-negotiable in all of his beliefs and everything, you know, throughout the Bible, there were times where people were trying to get Jesus to uh, go back on the word or exactly. when he was, you know, going through the desert and he was being tempted. Um, the devil was trying to get him to, you know, the, the devil was trying to get him to um, sort of, yeah, concede Thank you so much. <laughs> she whispered to me. Yeah, Thank, he was he was trying to get him to like concede his faith or concede that strength from uh, God the Father, and he wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is. You just want to walk as Jesus walked, right? Uh, and the the great thing about what you just brought up in the word concede is so so many times we do find in our lives where because of the majority it causes us to alter or concede a little of our faith and our standards and our beliefs because it well if it's just a little bit then uh, that's okay that's okay you know I, maybe i can do that just this time or maybe maybe i should adjust this standard and you concede a little of your faith and a little of your ground um to the world um and it's called you know, in Scripture, we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We shouldn't be conformed to the patterns of the world. And, um, you know, the great thing about what Jesus did, at Olivia, in your example, is the the enemy tempted Jesus with Scripture, but he took it out of context. And you find in our world today so much false teaching and so many people pulling out Scripture out of context and saying this is what we should be doing or justifying something that they're doing when they've taken it kind of out of context. And so um, it's a tough road 
to live like Jesus because it's counter to the culture that we live in. Um, Nat, what do you what do you think about living living um, this this life and not giving up any ground and not conceding any space? Why is it so important to to hold fast to and stay committed to the way that Jesus lived and the way that He did things? Um, it means almost giving up something that is so important to you. So this weekend I decided to quit my job at the dojo and quit karate altogether. And that was such a hard decision for me to make because, um, like everything's going new, you know, college is starting and all of this stuff. And I was really just praying like, Hey, I don't want anything over you, Lord. Um, I want to put you first and whatever glorifies you that I do, I want that to glorify you. But whatever I do doesn't, I want you to take that out of my life. And just so many prayers and something that I've done since I was in elementary school, I mean, I would never think that would be something that he needed to take away from me. But honestly, I felt like that was the right decision and me not conceding into the devil because I started second guessing myself. I was like, is this something I really want to do? Because heck, I I mean, it's 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. But when I walked in there and I said, hey, you know, I just got to go. And I walked out that door. I was like, I feel so free because this is something that he wanted me to do regardless of how hard it was. And I think making that decision, that that gut feeling decision that you know that it's right. Right. No matter what, who you're going to disappoint or who you're going to let down, all that matters is that you didn't disappoint God and he's going to be there for you when nobody else will. Isn't that exactly what Jesus did while he walked here because he continually talked about I'm I'm here to do the will of my father um, and that's that's who Jesus answered to and regardless regardless of what he was tempted with regardless of the situations and circumstances where he could have conceded he was obedient to doing exactly what the father told him to do to saying what the father told him to say um, how, how do you see that being counter Olivia and Hunter? I'm going to, you all can decide who goes first, but just living, Jesus lived so counter to the culture that he created a new culture. It, and that, you know, we kind of mentioned that yesterday in chapel is the Jesus way of living was so different than the culture of his time and stood in opposition to so many rules and so many ways of life that, I mean, he created a new culture, a new way of living. And the early Christians were actually referred to in scripture as belonging to the way. Um, Jesus said, I am the way. And so when they when they believed in Jesus, put their faith and trust in, in him and became followers of Christ, they become part of the way. How do you see the way that Jesus lived today being counter to our culture? I think that this is a really big thing today in the world. The world is always, and this goes with everywhere, um, not just here, um, but there's like a general, like, I guess, culture that the world follows. It's like you got to be the best this way or you got to do this. Um or you got to believe a certain thing, whereas 
like back then, Jesus came and did something totally different, which was the greatest thing ever. And Christians now today, um, and Sean said this at chapel yesterday, some of us aren't being as, what well, I guess the word is like, diligent about the Christian life. And... Um, and it's like the world's kind of taking over right now. And I think that in order to, I guess, make the, make the Christian work, or I guess that's how you would say it, I don't know. Um, but, um, I mean, if everybody starts doing what Jesus tells us to do in that verse and, uh, living the way Jesus lived, then we can help change the culture again. Um, and then when he comes back, it'll be a great thing. Olivia? Yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, like Hunter said, it really is sort of a battle between uh, culture and Christianity, you know, because um, God calls us to be black and white. Mm-hmm. It's very much this is right and this is wrong. And you can see that throughout the Bible where it's this is what's desired and this is what God has called you to do. And this is you know, it's, it's very much a sort of almost a checklist. You see what, um, is good, what is of God and then what is bad or what is of the world. Um, and I think, I think one of the most important things that we can do as Christians is to be, you know, in the world, but not of the world. Um, cause we're told, to, you know, take up our cross and follow Jesus. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is partially about, you know, um, maybe you'll be persecuted or maybe this and this, and you're going to have to do all of these hard things as being a Christian. Like, yes, that's true. But if you think about it, the cross is, is huge. Like it's very much, if you are taking up your cross and holding it, it's very obvious that you have it right. Mm -hmm. Cause you're, carrying it it's supposed to be something that is very um almost othering because mm-hmm. people are going to see you and see that you're carrying that cross that you're carrying god with you um and you're going to be seen as separate mm-hmm. uh so i think it's just really important as christians to um be you know separate be something different than what the world calls you to be you know be the zebra right. and like the I don't know, pony show or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zebra and a horse show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you bring up something and I, I don't know, um, you know, this is a podcast so we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, but with, with some of the time that we have left, uh, what, what she just said kind of brought up and follow me here just a little bit in, in Proverbs fourteen twelve. Uh, that proverb teaches us and that there's a way that appears or seems, it depends on the translation that you read, uh, there's a way that seems right to a person, but ultimately that that ends in death. Um, that's kind of a scary thing to think about. The, the way that we can live that may appear to be right or seem to be right can end in destruction for us, death. Um, you and we can you can apply that to all kinds of different degrees. There's there's a choice that appears to be the right choice for me, but in the end, it's the wrong choice. Um, 
enough wrong choices leads to a lot of stuff. Uh, ultimately, if you choose to li- to live um, opposite of the way that God created you to live, which is in sin and remain there, death is the de- death is the conclusion, is the result, or the consequences. That's what's so special about Jesus. He came and became sin for us, died for us, so that we would we we were given life in him i am the way the truth and the life and we get to go to the father because of what jesus done for us so when proverbs says there's a way that seems right and then jesus all the way over in in john 13:15 when he washed the disciples feet and he said i have given you an example of how you're supposed to do things you need to go and do that so when, I, when there's a way that seems right to us, but that could not be good for us, and then Jesus has given us this way and this example and said, this, this is what you have to do. If you're going to follow me, you've got to follow my example. Why is that so difficult, Natalie? Okay, so I'm over here just answering my seat because I think I got like a really good answer for it. Okay. But I if think, not, we're going to edit that answer out. Okay, okay. that's fine. Okay. But okay, so so many things like seem like the good path, but in reality, it's not like you just said. But I think that um, the devil he wants to trick you into going down his path. That's just what he does, and sometimes he'll put things in your path that look like hey god put this here it's a really good option for you you know like getting a really big pay raise for um work or getting just an amazing something amazing just happening in your life and but in reality it was like was that really god centered and if there's like a choice that is like do I need to take this pay raise or do I need to go to this other job where I'm going to take a big pay cut? I mean, which one do you do? Well, this looks really good. Like, why would I have all these raises if it wasn't for God? Mm -hmm. And if you go ahead and choose that one without like praying or talking to the Lord, that choice is going to end up, what seems right is going to end up putting you into the wrong path. Mm -hmm. But when reality, Jesus wants you to kind of humble yourself and go into the less paying job and you're going to get more of a reward out of it because you talked to him about it you took a chance and you depended on him because i mean you just can't go through life depending on yourself because you got to depend on him and what glorifies him yeah we're not going to add to that hey see good answer answer. i thought it was i thought it was jesus was like this is your answer i was like that's right i like it hunter why why is it so hard to live the Jesus way right now? A lot of it, I think, is the people that are around us. There's like so many, especially here on campus, there's so many people that just want to go do this or want to go do that um, and want you to go with them or want you to, you know, break a rule so that they can have a good time. Or Especially because, like, I have a job here on campus. I'm a resident assistant. And so I have to, my part of my job is taking care of my residents. And so, sure. like, some of the, some, are like, 
I'm sure it happens, but, like, I'm sure they want to go have a good time, and they don't want to come to me or talk to me about it, because, I mean, it's just my job. So, I think it's just the people that were around, and, like, I have a bunch of buddies that are on different sports teams here, and they're always like, oh, it, it's just, um, just one, I guess, one outing or one hangout, and I was like, yeah, but it's, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it, so, like, I don't go, and, I mean, one of my friends back at home always told me, um, sometimes to live the Jesus life, you have to miss out on those certain things, and I feel like missing out on all those things, it ultimately gives you a better reward, because, say, you get your homework done, or you get to hang out with good quality people, instead of going and doing whatever other people want you to do. You just put into the Hunter translation of the scripture, there's a way that seems right, that seems more fun, that seems like the thing to do, what's the big deal? But in the end, it could lead to death and destruction in so many different ways, not necessarily literally, but in so many aspects of our lives. It it appears to be right. The The flesh wants it. Our sin nature wants it. There's nothing wrong with having a good time, um, but you can have a really good time doing Jesus things and living the Jesus way. Uh, so many people say, Olivia, and I'll give you kind of the last word as we close up. Um, you know, one, one of the things that it's important for us to do is is decide which way are we going to live our lives? Like what what are we going to stand on? Who are we going to be? Uh, what What is truth to us? Um, what What is the kind of lifestyle that we want to live? Um, who are we going to be uh, in this world? And are we going to Are we going to live God's way? Are we going to live the Jesus way and follow Him, or are we going to follow the world? Um, it's sometimes we can. Sometimes we can just catch ourselves not really intentionally living according to the world, but slowly maybe con- as, as you and you and that tag team that conceding a little bit here and then you concede a little bit here and then you concede a little bit. And before you know it, you look like the world and you don't you don't mean to, but it's those small decisions. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit before we finish up? Yeah, definitely. Um, so. There's a story that, you know, I've been told a lot and some people have probably heard it, but it's about, you know, like a frog in a pot of water or whatever. (laughs) If you put like a frog into um, a big bowl of like really hot water because you're going to boil the frog for some reason, you know, it'll it'll jump out because it goes, oh, this is this is hot water. This is going to you know, this is going to hurt me. This is going to kill me. But if you put it in like a pot of just regular water and you slowly turn the heat up, the frog's not going to realize what's happening until it's already been boiled. It's already dead. Um, And that's something that you can see a lot. It's, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's just this one outing. And, you know, I'm really good acquaintances with this person and I really want to reach out to them because it's, it starts as that a lot of times it starts as, oh, I want to reach out because, you know, Jesus led himself among the sinners and Jesus reached out and that's what I'm going to do. Um, but the danger in that is that one, you're not Jesus. We're mm-hmm. called to walk like Jesus, That's but right. you aren't Jesus. Right. Um, so if you are not really strong and firm in your faith, you know, a clean hand picking up a muddy stone doesn't make the stone clean. It right. just makes the hand dirty. 
so you need to be Net, careful. <laughs> Hunter, Nat, like we all kind of, what about that? What about that? Hadn't heard that one before. Good stuff, Olivia. Thank you. <laughs> Makes me feel good. But, um, you know, you have to be really careful because you sort of concede a little bit at a time. You give a little ground. Right. It's, oh, well, it's not a big deal for me to go out with these people. And, oh, well, all, all of them are having a drink and I don't want them to feel othered. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to have a drink, too, to show them that I'm just like them. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I normally go to church every single Sunday and I go to Wednesday night service every single night because that's what I feel called to do. But I'm, I mean, I'm going to church Sundays and Wednesday nights, like I'm really tired, I'm really busy. And so I'm not going to go Wednesday nights and, oh, this and this. And you slowly like fall out of it. Mm -hmm. You slowly Mm -hmm. lose um, that connection with God piece by piece. And you don't notice until, you know, you're not going to church anymore. Um, the people that you had that you were your like accountability partners, you haven't, you haven't spoken to them. You're not reading your Bible ever. And so you just very slowly lose ground. And that's, that is the danger of kind of being a Christian in today's society, trying to be a Christian in today's culture. Um, because it's, it's very much, if you're not careful, you can lose what it is that makes you different that's right go ahead okay sorry i just wanted to elaborate on what olivia said i love what she said but on those outings honestly when you're super strong in your faith people on those outings are almost the people that you need to witness to so many christians are like hey i see somebody looking over there but what about like this rough looking dude over here what about him and i mean he might be strong in his faith but you don't know a lot of us stereotype about what we're supposed to go look after but sometimes I think that maybe those outings you need to go to to be a witness to that person I mean I know somebody who has gone to parties just to be like a um a dd mm-hmm. just to and on the way home I mean, he'll just preach to him or they'll ask him about it. And I'm like, that's amazing, you know? And yes, you do 110% need to be careful about conceding like they both said. But at the same time, I really think you also need to be a witness to those people who need to get out of that gutter that they're in. Yeah. And it's, it's a good point both directions because the the cool analogy of a clean hand touching the dirty stone you know what what you get to in that situation and what nat's talking about i believe it comes down to how strong are you in your faith and is god calling you to a certain type of witness and ministry with people uh there there's a lot of places that that god sends christians that are not places we're supposed to live and stay in and become part of but we do go there to love people and we do go there with a message that's different than what's there not not a message of judgment but and that's part of the way jesus lived he was he he lived sacrificially and he loved unconditionally uh, and he went and served people just like he said this is my example I've washed your feet go and wash others feet you know if you're going to follow me you're going to have to serve and you're going to have to make sacrifices and no no one is above you and no one is below you Um, and uh, that's it's a powerful thing 
can you go and live your life in such a way that you are the influencer instead of you being influenced? And that's that's kind of at the core of what you all were talking about. Uh, there is a way that we should live. And uh, Jesus told us that he's that way. And I appreciate the way that you all do that. Uh, you all are encouragers and uh, to so many by the way that you live your life. And uh, I appreciate your all's involvement in campus ministries and what you mean um, to to the to the campus community. And uh, God, I just ask that you uh, do the very best that you can to to keep living that way. And uh, I want to thank everyone involved in helping make this podcast possible. Uh, We're going to. We're going to edit some things and, and, and trim it down and, and stay exactly within the limits of where we're supposed to be. And uh, we appreciate you all uh, listening in. And uh, I'm going to pray us out here real quick. And uh, thank you all so much for being with us. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and for this time. And thank you for your word. Uh, God, your word tells us that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And God, I just ask if anyone doesn't know you as truth, doesn't know you um, as as the kind of life that we we are supposed to live and that may be living a different way uh, and doesn't uh, doesn't have a relationship with you. God, I pray that they contact us or contact another Christian who's walking the way that Jesus walked and ask them about how to become a Christian, how to live a different way. What is truth and and uh, what what is in the Holy Scripture? God, I pray that we can all be uh, better examples, better witnesses, better ambassadors um, for you, Father. Thank you for the lives that are represented here on this podcast and for all those who are listening. God, we pray for your safety and for your forgiveness. And all these things we pray in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you in an intentional and deep way. That being said, let us know if you need anything. Catch you next week. Bye.